What is going on, gamers? My name is Chris, and welcome to episode 7 of season 2, Horton Brothers Grimm, the video game podcast. And of course, you know, hanging around in the shadows, Scott and Zach, where you at? What's up? I'm over here trying to figure out what that accent was you just did there, so I'm just saying. I don't know either. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Anyway. I'd blame it oh, on the. I blame it on Donald Trump. It's his fault. It's not. But anyway, Milli Vanilli, maybe. <laughs> blame it on the rain. That'd be my only guess. I don't know. Would be the rain. That'd be a good guess. Because I. So hate yeah, that. we're back. And we're, well, you do what? I said what? I hate the rain. Who are we talking oh, about? Don't do that. Well, we're back talking about video games. That's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Uh, nice. Who knows? Um, and we are apologizing. It. Uh, we're going to apologize here. We missed a week. Or we missed one of our dates. So. I'm not apologizing for it. Yeah, we're we're a day late and a dollar short, guys. That's that's story uh, of our lives. We have to work our real life first, and this is fake. It's all fake. Yeah, <laughs> it's all fake. It's all fake. Uh, I've been I've been moving house. Uh, moved into a new house, and we've all been busy working and whatnot. Just didn't fall into place. But anyway, we're going to make you one this time. Hey, we're back. And uh, we appreciate you listening. I've noticed that our downloads are actually getting stronger. So thank you guys if you're new listening. Thank you for checking us out. And I hope you are enjoying the show. Perfect. Yes. And we we do have plans to continue. Trust me, we're not going to stop. So it's going pretty well. We love it. So... Thank you. If you are listening and enjoying, make sure if you're on iTunes, click the five stars and leave us a nice little comment. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. That's all I got to say about that. I'm sure it is. <laughs> what, I will you never tell mention me about it again. Chocolates again Until next episode, that is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he comes up with his own accent again for the intro. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll make a new accent next time. So I got some music for you to check out that you may want to use. But that's later. All right. All right, yeah. So if there's some if you've heard some different music, I actually listened to it and then used it. Yeah. So you let us know if we did that. <laughs> 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 yeah, the music oh. the music was created by me. Yes. So we might have to use that. I mean, original content. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, it's 100%. Uh, I get all the money from it. Um, so <laughs> if we oh, yes. if we need to sell it, I mean, I could I could give you a little uh, preview of it on the, uh, on the podcast if you want. Yeah, we'll definitely work that out. That sounds good. So you might have heard some new sounds today. If not, you might hear them later. Who knows? Who knows where they'll be? Or you may hear them while I'm talking. Maybe we played it instead of Zach's voice. It's probably more pleasant. That's That's (laughs) most likely true. But, you know, at that point, you just let me know. That way I can go, uh, you know, play a video game or something. Yeah. Oh, yes, you would. And by the way, I have to say that listening to the Street Fighter 2 trivia uh, episode, I don't know if you're, if you two have listened. Yeah, that was a lot of fun the way it came together. That was pretty good. It was really nice. I enjoyed that one a lot. So I just we'll probably do something like that again. I want to make uh, put this on the record. Um, that was a trick question. 
one of those questions, and you know which one it was. No glitch. Probably was. No glitch. Rue's still the strongest. I don't give a fuck what you say. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that is why we like Street Fighter 2, because we all have strong feelings. Because <laughs> they both it, throw their, project their hands. Just Ken's is red, his is blue. But there's no glitch well, for Ken. Ken is technically the strongest. But how many so, people catch you in that fucking position? Not many. Because usually when yeah. you do your fireball, and we're going to keep classing the fire, that's the fireball. <laughs> people are away from you. But the thing is, they're equally matched. After the glitch was fixed, they're equally matched. So there's not really, there's no strength well, except when, for the story. They didn't fix it for Rue, though. They only fixed it for Ken. Right, no, Rue was the one that was messed up. Ken's was not. Rue's was. Rue's was messed up where if he did a certain thing and you attacked him at a certain time, it would take off a ton of hit points. I'm moving on. Anyway, we talked about that on our previous episode. If you haven't listened to that yet, please check it out. It was fun. Um, So today we are going to talk about three games that we haven't talked about before, I think. Uh, Our retro game is going to be brought to us by Scott, and it is Metroid Prime. I'm assuming that was on the GameCube. And sounded yep. like somebody got their butt touched while he was announcing that. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I was kind of like, ooh. Don't touch my butt until it's commercial, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. It, it oh. ain't me. I don't know who he's talking to in this house. But it sounds yeah. like there's multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> there could be. I've got a lot of space now, so we'll see. And our current day game will be brought to you by me. And we're going to talk about the Nintendo Labo VR, which... Uh, came out a few weeks ago, and I, I got some opinions on it. We'll talk about that. And our future game is Star Wars, brought to us by Zach, of course. And it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's correct. The upcoming game. That's going to be badass, I think, because yeah. no microtransactions, boys. Yeah, just from what I've seen of it, it looks like it would be pretty sweet. Of course, there'll probably be DLC content. And probably, mm. what do you call them? Uh, I don't know. Every time they announce a new Star Wars game, I have a new hope. So <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to do the Sith, Sith revenge on you. <laughs> Use the false. Luke. I will I will say this. Um, where I work, I won a, it's like a, I won a free phone case. And I could pick between like 64 different cases. I found one with the perfect person on it. Guess who it was? Mm. Uh, Hippocrip. Mm-hmm. No, but that's pretty funny. Uh, I wish. <laughs> uh, so if somebody wants to send me a Hippocrip case for an iPhone XR, I will take it. And I will use it every single day. Uh, but no, Darth Vader. And oh, nice. and it was made by Otterbox too. So, got a oh very sweet. yeah. So that's awesome. I'm very proud of it. Mm-hmm. You should be. That is pretty awesome, but, indeed. Because if everybody wants to know, yes, I like the bad guys usually. Unless I'm playing yeah, a video game, he's usually the villain. So, yeah, yeah. Zach is a villain, but that's cool. He's our villain. 
And I guess it's time to talk about the retro game then. So, Scott, would you please tell us about Metroid Prime for the GameCube? Uh, certainly, drinking. Count. <laughs> <laughs> One bitch slap. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. So, now that uh, Count... Ch- uh, what's his name? Count, Count Chocula, I guess. Or the Count. just he the wasn't, Count. Yeah, he was just If it was Sesame Count. Street, it's just the Count, yes. Right. I'm Count Chunkula. It's well, okay. Right. Because okay. I'm a chunk. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay, so Metroid Prime. <laughs> Developers were Retroid, Retro Studios Retroid. and Nintendo. Retroid. Retroid. Heavens to Megatroid. No. Oh, <clears> nice. <throat> I saw what you Anyway, did. so, like I said, <laughs> developers were Retro Studios and Nintendo. The publisher was, of course, Nintendo, and it was produced for the platforms Nintendo GameCube and then later re-released for the Nintendo Wii. The genre was an action-adventure game, so it was classified. It was released on November 17th of 2002. Now, Metroid Prime was the first in the game series. It was actually the fifth game in the series, but it was the first one to use 3D graphics and a first-person perspective. Now... There are there there is some shooting involved. It is Metroid. Because it is Metroid, yes. There is some shooting involved, but because of the amount of exploration and the collecting of items and data and other things that were involved, you know, you classified you could classify the animals, the plants, the you know, everything involved in the game, you could scan it with your um with your visor and it would give you you know, a detailed explanation and actually enter it into the log of your, you know, of your, you know, your game. Like if you hit the pause menu, you go to the mission log and it'll say, uh, what was it? Uh, flora, fauna. And then, you know, you could scan the enemies that you had to fight and other things. That was a pretty cool feature of the game. But anyway, because of all the exploration, the collection. So it was an advisor? It was an advisor. That's right. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> wow. Okay, so anyway, because of all of that, you could they Nintendo wanted to classify this game instead of saying it was a first-person shooter, they classified it as a first-person adventure game. Which, you know, it, it fit because first-person advisor game. <laughs> right. Right. We're just going to advise. Anyway, this uh, Metroid Prime was the first game in the Prime trilogy. They actually had a you know, Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime Echoes, and then Metroid Prime 3. I can't remember what the uh, the subtitle was for the third one. Now, they actually did a Metroid Prime 4, but I think that was uh, set apart from the original, the first three games. Um, this The time frame for Metroid Prime was set between the original Metroid and Metroid 2 Return of Samus, and I'm assuming both of those... Metroid Prime, wasn't it on, uh, or not Metroid Prime, I'm sorry, Metroid, the original Metroid, wasn't that on the NES? It was on that system, right? Yes. And then uh, Metroid 2, was that also on the NES? I can't remember. I think that might have been on the Super. I've seen a Super Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid was a separate game from these two, from what I understand. Let me look up that uh, Metroid 2 is a Game Boy, I think. It's well, it's possible. No, it was Game Boy Return of Samus. Okay. 
Um, and it was in 1991. All right. Wow, it was way back then. Yep. So those, anyway, this Metroid Prime was set between those two games. Um, the plot, of course, revolves around the bounty hunter Samus, Samus Aran, or Aaron, or whatever the hell her name was. I can never remember, I never pronounced that it right. It was a chick in a suit, boys. Whatever that lady's name was, you sit over in the corner, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Drinking her vodka, saying things. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, at the beginning of this game, Samus is out patrolling or whatever, and she intercepts a, intercepts a distress call from a space pirate transport ship. All right. Turns out the crew of the ship had all been killed by their own experimental creatures. All right. Nice. Jiggles. I like it. Right. And she battles the giant parasite queen, all right, and she kills it, right? So, it falls. After she kills it, she, it falls into the reactor, and it starts the ship to fall apart. It, it just basically destroys the ship around her. So, and she's, as she's trying to escape, she runs across another bad guy called Meta Ridley. All right. Oh yeah. Ridley's a fucking bad bastard. Right. And so the explosions and all the things that are happening, it kind of damages her armor suit and reverts it to a, you know, less powerful state of the armor. So anyway, she chases Ridley to the planet Talon four. All right. And this is where, the game actually starts. This Man, is the that's actual a bad neighborhood, <laughs> right? Hey Everybody's guys. moving to Talon Five, and don't <laughs> don't go to Talon Four, right? Right? Yeah, Talon Four is bad. Okay. Yeah. So once she lands on the planet, chasing Ridley, she discovers that an ancient race known as the Chozo used to live there. All right. You don't talk by to me like that. By exploring the ruins on the surface, that's here. racist. Of course, yes. Mm-hmm. And then she also discovers that it was hit by an asteroid, which brought a dangerous substance called phazon. Okay, the the meteorite or the asteroid actually also brought with it a an evil creature called the worm. Which, <laughs> Not which, the worm. <laughs> Not the worm. Please save which, us from the worm. Don't which, you dare move your body in such a way in front of me. <laughs> That's disgusting and apprehensible. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Smalls. <clears throat> the uh, anyway, the the worm ends up being the final boss in the game for this installment of the series. Now, Metroid Prime was one of the best-selling games on the GameCube console. It was second best-selling game of November in '02 in North America, just behind Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so 250,000 units sold in its first week. And that's that's pretty good for back then. Oh, that's really nice. I mean, Prime, Metroid is huge. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially yeah. since uh, anyway. there was no, no... I don't even think there was digital games back then, was it? Oh, no. No. So it, was just, it was all hard copies. Had to buy it. Yep. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, you had to go to the, the disc, store and get that thing. Especially being on the GameCube, there, there there was no internet connectivity on the GameCube. See, I think they had a spot for it. They may there have was a network cable thing, majig, but they really didn't do much. But with they it. also right. had an add-on for like the Super Nintendo back in the day mm-hmm. for fucking network. I'm like, what? <laughs> why is this here? Uh, yeah. Nobody ever explained why it was around. 
either. Weird. I think they even had one for the Nintendo 64 at some point. I don't know. I mean, who could afford to connect to AOL back then? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> $600 phone bill. <laughs> no, Mom, we didn't do that. I didn't do that. No, us. <laughs> it was Scott. Some damn phone. pornographers. Scott watching porn, I think. Oh, no, man. Internet connection back then, you'd be lucky to get a frame per no. second. <laughs> it's like you get... You start downloading the one picture of porn. You go eat dinner. You take a nap. Uh, mow the yard. Mow take the a couple yard, of showers. Take another nap. <laughs> you know those types of things. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. I felt fully rested back then when I masturbated. At least. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn. No. <laughs> never again. You're gonna have to cut that part out. Like, are you just saying the word? We don't talk like that here. It's a family show. <laughs> uh, so, it's a family show that our family would listen to, so it's perfectly <laughs> said. Our our family's gonna be like disowning us. Out there. <laughs> no, they won't. They love us. So anyway, <clears throat> this game was uh, it was pretty well received by the critics and gamers. You know, it was a big thing. I mean, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave Metroid Prime a perfect review score. All That's right. pretty crazy. So, I mean, if, if that, that magazine back in the day, I mean, they they were pretty well on top of things. And if they gave a perfect review, I mean, this had to be a super, it had to be a pretty good game. It won several Game of the Year awards and uh, received high praise for the detailed graphics and the special effects in the game. I mean, Nintendo Power ranked Metroid Prime as the sixth best game of, two, the, of the 2000s. So, I mean... It was it was a pretty good game. I I played it, I played it a lot. It was one of the games that I almost had, one of the few games I've almost gotten a hundred percent completion on. I think I might have gotten to like ninety three percent. I just couldn't find everything. I couldn't find that remaining seven percent. I looked everywhere and couldn't figure out what I was missing. That's what his <laughs> wife said. Boom. Yeah, yep, that's right. So oh my. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You got any uh, gum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You beat me to it, man. I was going for that. And if anybody's wondering who uh, asked that question, that is uh, <laughs> David Letterman. You got any gum? Got any gum? I thought that was Norm MacDonald as Burt Reynolds. Yeah. He also did it as, uh, what's his yeah, face? Wasn't he playing David Letterman? David Letterman. So Whoever played David Letterman on Saturday Night Live was asking that, too. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, who played that? I'm gonna look that up. Y'all, can, y'all go ahead. <clears throat> so anyway, Metroid Prime has had four. They've had four sequels. That's a lot. And yeah, I mean, there was there. You know, that includes a game that was made strictly for the Nintendo DS called Metroid Prime Hunters. So the one the the thing I remember most about the game, like I said, it was. There was a lot of uh, item collection. There was a lot of uh, information to find, things to log entries. Uh, you there were there were expansions for your weapons. There were you know you get like in previous Metroid games you get you get expansion expansion gear for your missile con- you know the number of missiles that you can carry. Uh, your I think there was health upgrades. There were. 
uh, armor upgrades. There were, I mean, there was just all sorts of things to find in this game. And the, the combat was really very, in my opinion, was pretty intuitive. I, I really enjoyed this game. It was a lot of fun. It was one of the first the first Nintendo GameCube games that I just, I couldn't, I didn't want to put it down. Because, I mean, I just, I really enjoyed playing it. Yeah, I remember you playing this thing, too. Yeah. Which, it's it's kind of funny because I never really actually played any of the other Metroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, mean, I think I might have seen them. I might have played them just a little bit here and there. I think maybe I rented one from uh, from uh, Jerry Pitts one time. He had GameCube games? Not GameCube games, but this is... I'm talking about the other Metroid games. The ones like oh. the, for the NES and stuff. I think uh, Super Metroid. Might have been, yeah. But I, like I said, I never really played any of the rest of them much, and then it was it was I only bought the game because it was one of the you know one of the few GameCube games at the time besides Mario that actually looked like it would be you know something fun to play. Right. I mean, I I liked the GameCube. The GameCube was a great system, but I mean they just they kind of fell short on a lot of their a lot of their games. They just didn't have a lot. Of, to utilize the you know the software and the the processor that was in it. I mean, it had one of the best video processors of any of the systems out at the time. That's very true. I think it was powered by uh, ATI or used to be a or now is um, AMD uh, mm, owns that yeah. uh, infrastructure there. Oh, by the way, David Letterman was impersonated by Norm Macdonald. Yes. Yes. He also also impersonated Burt Reynolds. But I don't think he said anything about he got any gum with him. He was talking. He did uh, the Jeopardy. Yes, Jeopardy has Burt Reynolds. Yes. You you got any gum? Yeah. I don't think he never said it like that. He never said gum there. It was only the David Letterman part. I promise. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Find out. You guys tell us. I do remember that, though. You tell us us what you think. Yeah, comments there. I do remember that, though. Got to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got to go. I'm not sure why he wanted gum, but it's whatever. Guy was weird. We shall find the answer. Yeah, Metroid Prime is a game that I never played a lot of. I watched you guys play it from time to time. Um, by that point, I didn't, I mean, I didn't uh, get into it as as much as uh, Scott did. Um, I know he played it. I was like, eh, this game is. I don't know what I was doing around that time. I think I was still trying, you know, playing that um, Eternal Darkness game all the time. Even though I beat it, I just kept playing it because I really liked it. So. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's it's like I said before, it was one of the few games of its type that I actually played until you know I, I mean I played it all the way through and beat it, but it was I, I now almost completed the game. I had like ninety three percent completion, and so you know I'm I'm not a completionist by any means as far as video games go. Oh, we know that. <laughs> that one is one that I wanted to actually finish and see what happened. You know what I mean? Because Apparently, there's some kind of special ending if you complete, you get all the items and all the the information, the data, the scans, and all that shit. Oh, is she in her uh, bathing suit again? 
<laughs> no, no. It just it shows the final scene. If you complete everything, shows oh. um, the worm after you kill it. Not the worm. <laughs> after you kill the worm, it or after you defeat the worm, we'll say it. It tries a last ditch effort and it it strips Samus of her uh, Variah suit, which is the thing that helps her uh, in like toxic environments. Yeah, and it steals it and takes it into the whatever it goes to and leaves and uses it to become the character that's in the second game, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, uh, Dark Samus. And so it comes back and you have to sometimes in different parts of the game, you have to fight yourself pretty much. That's in Metroid Prime 2. So, yeah, so that was, that was what you get if you complete the whole game. Nice. But I, I really did. I I enjoyed it. It was, I can't, you know, I've said it two or three times now. It was a, it was a pretty good game. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, um, times I watched you play it. I mean, I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I never was like, but I was never like, I just, for some reason never played it. I don't know why. Cause I had a GameCube. I played lots of GameCube games. Just never got into it. I don't, maybe I will eventually. <laughs> maybe. Right. Um, because I know they're supposed to be making another one for the Switch. That there's plans to make a Metroid Prime Four. I think. Now they already have a four. It's already out. Let's Let's see what's what's the Metroid Prime Metroid Switch. It says this. It says Metroid Prime Four. So I don't know. They that announced may be it. The- Maybe the newest one. So I'm not sure. They announced it on in 2017. Okay, that's cool. So it's the fourth main installment, but there was another Metroid Prime something that was the fourth one, like you're talking about. So I don't know. I don't know. But it should be interesting. Might be a future game we could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So I, that's all I have on Metroid Prime. Scott, how about you? That all you have? Yeah, it's uh, that's that's the extent of the notes and the information that I gathered, and for just you know what I remember of the game, it's been a while since I played it. But I mean, it it was it was great, man. I really I really enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite games on the GameCube. Oh yes. What about you, Zach? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts on Metroid Prime. It wasn't uh, my cup of tea, uh, but it did have pretty good gameplay, and I, I enjoyed watching someone play it. But me personally playing it wasn't my thing. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> there you got it, Metroid Prime. So I'm not sure what the segment will be in between our next one because who knows. Uh, it could be a, most likely will be a soundtrack spotlight. Um, Scott, if you want to look into Metroid Prime as a soundtrack and see what it's all about, then that would be awesome. But if not, we can do something. We'll figure it out. Okay. And our next segment will be about Nintendo Labo VR, uh, something I played recently and have some thoughts and we'll talk about it. So we'll see you after this. Most likely a soundtrack spotlight from either me or Scott. We'll see. 
Hey listeners, Scott with Horton Brothers Grimm, and welcome to another edition of the Horton Brothers Grimm Soundtrack Spotlight. Today we're going to be talking about the soundtrack from Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime was a first-person adventure game released on the Nintendo GameCube. It had a soundtrack that was very, very atmospheric, very eerie-sounding. Uh, I even heard some people say that it, uh, some of the music from the soundtrack reminded them of the theme from The X-Files. I see it in the uh, title track, the title theme for this game. It's very, very science fiction, very atmospheric. It's, it, 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 it helps the, the player to become immersed in the game. Now, I also really enjoyed the boss battles. The boss battles, the, the music was very, very pulse-pounding. It really got you pumped for, um, you know, when you were fighting the Parasite Queen or, or Meta Ridley. Uh, I'll be plugging those in here just in a little bit so you can, uh, you know, kind of get a listen and get a feel for it yourself. Now, if you want to listen to this soundtrack, if you, re you know, if you liked Metroid Prime or if you've never even played it and you, you just want to check out what it's all about, you can go find these on YouTube. You can type in the search bar on YouTube and it will take you to the soundtrack and listen to it to your heart's content. Now, coming up, we have an excerpt from... The Battle of the Parasite Queen uh, in just a second. Now, I want to play you an excerpt from the Samus versus Meta Ridley. Okay, Meta Ridley was the, one of the main bad guys, and at the beginning of the game, it was something that you had to fight as the game started. So, here, check this out. This, this is really an awesome soundtrack. And last but not least, the soundtrack for the battle with the Metroid Prime, the main, main boss of the game. So you check this out and give this a listen and let us know what you think in the comments below.
Okay, guys, that's been the Soundtrack Spotlight. Today's Soundtrack Spotlight has been brought to you by HortonBrothersGrim.com. That is our website. If you want to go there and check us out, you can see the links to all the places that you can find our podcast. If you don't know that already, if you're a new listener, go there and check it out. You can find links to us for our Twitter page, our Instagram, our YouTube pages, and just, you know, come by, give us a like, subscribe, and, and just hang out with us, you know. Okay, so thanks for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed this soundtrack spotlight. Now, let's get you back to the show. Smoking a pancake? Oh, my God. Piping a crib? <laughs> then there is no satisfying you. And welcome back, guys, to the oh show. Scott, <laughs> thank you for introducing it, this segment. <clears throat> Appreciate that. Um you're going to like pleasure yourself or something. I don't know, but this is a pleasure to listen to, I'm sure. Oh, I like gold. I'm sure you uh, <laughs> oh, I'm definitely leaving all that in. Guys. It's, like, you know, it's all staying in the intro of the segment. That's because it's hilarious. Thank you, Scott. That was awesome. It's fantastic. Well, we need a little more pizzazz in this section anyway, because I'm talking about Nintendo Labo VR for the Switch. Nintendo is all about innovation. We know that, guys. They love to come up with things and try things. And even if it doesn't work out, they'll still do it because they're Nintendo. And I like that about them, actually. I love that about Nintendo because they're not afraid. They're not afraid to try things because they always come out with something cool. You know, eventually. So they they've come out with this Nintendo Labo VR, and it was only thirty nine ninety nine for the basic set. So I decided to pick it up because I'm like, eh, it's not a bad price, and yeah, it's, it's all know, forty bucks. Yeah, yeah, not terrible. And when they announced that they were gonna have a VR update for the Breath of the Wild and for Mario Odyssey, that really piqued my interest in the Labo VR. So I decided to, to go buy one. Um, first off, if you haven't ever dealt with the Labo stuff, I will say this about it. If you have children, if you have a Switch, get them a Labo kit. It's really fun to do. It's very uh, well done. Uh, Software-wise, Nintendo's done a great job with how it instructs you how to build it. It's got a thing where you push your finger on the screen when you want it to go forward. And if you let your finger off the screen during the instructions, it pauses it right there. And then you can like tap a button. It'll back it up and reverse it if you need to. And like little segments, it works really nice. So it's something that a child or even an adult can do at their own pace. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't rush you through like, hey, here's the video, and then you have to start the video over again or go back to that section and watch the video. And you know how it can be a pain. So let me let me let me let me get this straight, right? So this is where this is the thing you, you have to build shit before <laughs> you can play the game, right? It is part of the experience. Um, yes, that is what it's about. It's kinda like it's called labo. You so see you're in a lab. Right. You're experimenting. You're, 
You're building, you're trying things. So yes, that is correct. Right. Like I said at the beginning, Nintendo is known for trying things. They are. Um. So Scott, yes, you're correct. I don't know if there is an official shit building app for the Labo. (laughs) So it's it's like it's like real world Fortnite before you actually get to play Fortnite. Oh my god! Right. Well, here's the thing, though, Scott. (laughs) Your dream can come true because. You can create your own stuff inside the Labo. So you can create a shit builder. Oh, wow. You That's can impressive. build that shit. I'm already a shit builder. It's like about two or three times a day. <laughs> if you oh. want to build shit <laughs> virtually on the Labo, if you, you can, can come up with it. If you can't shit on your own. And you can incorporate the Joy-Cons into the whole thing. So you, it would be a joy to build a shit, you see? Right. It's great. So, in the Labo VR, guess what you get to do? You get to build a VR headset. It's the first thing you do. <laughs> and you have cardboard cutouts, and it's really simple. Mm-hmm. All right. And it instructs the person doing it, most likely a child who might be deciding to build their own shits in the future, like Scott. <laughs> Teaches them how to build the unit. Anyway, all I was doing, I'm complimenting Nintendo. On the software, on when it teaches you teaches you how to build it because it, it does that very well. It was really simple to build, and kids will like it. <laughs> and Scott is still amused by this. <laughs> um, he is laughing <laughs> his ass off, literally. <laughs> Scott, go. Uh, how about no? Go, how about you go sit on the toilet and make your shit? No how about shot. no? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about specific uh, things after you build the VR headset, okay? So you take your switch and you slide it inside of the cardboard. That's what she said. You know, like it's definitely it's just like say if you've ever did virtual reality on a cell phone where you get one of the like the Google Cardboard thing, you slide your phone in, does the VR. This is exactly what happens with the Switch. Same exact thing. Who has a Google Cardboard thing for their phone? And if you do, some people do. Then throw it the fuck away. <laughs> people, no, no, that stuff works pretty nice. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, don't don't hate on the Google Cardboard people. My bad. Google. I mean, I got an Oculus Rift, but because I I, I want to go f- oh. for the real deal. But it's a weird flex, but okay, we'll, we'll take it. But <laughs> but you know the Google Cardboard thing. If you got a cell phone, boom, pop it in. Anyway, so once you get to that point, it takes you to some games that the Labo VR cartridge comes with. It comes with some games. Um, one is like you take a little platformer dude and you're trying to jump up and bust balloons. And then you're trying to do this little platforming game and you're trying to do this other little platforming thing. It's a lot of platforming. A lot of variations on platforming with this little dude and you're trying to do it. It's kind of frustrating on a lot of it. Which is Wasn't, an in- interesting concept to use virtual reality for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Hmm. It, it works. The thing is, and here's the other thing about. Okay, so here's the games. That's the games that you're playing. 
The problem I have, the first problem I have with the VR is it does not have a strap for it to stay on your head where you don't have to hold it up to your face. <laughs> so you have to literally hold this up. Of course, you're holding the control, the Joy-Cons on the side. You got it pushed up against your face. So, yeah, you're not oh, going to... Oh, no. You, wait, wait, wait. This is like an upgraded version of Virtual Boy? Oh, no. <laughs> What's, you, you say that, right? What is, another thing that, that is on this is actually these little videos. And it's like very fucking weird. <laughs> Japan, you got some issues. Okay. You got some issues out there, Japan. And the stuff oh you God. enjoy. Literally... There's some some of them are like these little guys dressed up in these weird ass costumes playing musical instruments, and you're watching a video, and you can look look around with your VR, look around the room that they're playing the musical instruments in, and they're dressed in these weird, weird costumes. Mm-hmm. Then one is like they're they got a bunch of cherries and stuff on the table, and you have to find the cherry with two stems or whatever. It's weird. And it's like interactive, but then there's like, I don't know. Anyway, watch the, I, I recommend you watch the videos because one of them has a virtual boy. Oh, it's no. It's a virtual boy. For real. It's virtual boy. No. Like you play the video and it's like virtual boy on Labo VR. Oh and you God. are literally watching virtual Mario virtual tennis oh or whatever. And it's. It's got the red and black screen and everything. It's identical to Virtual oh, Boy. That is seriously fucked up, dude. Yeah. Wow. Nintendo, Nintendo's got a good sense of humor. They definitely did. They threw that in there as a, a funny. Um, oh, wow. So it doesn't have a, a strap to where you can hold it on your head. Right. <laughs> strap on, huh? It's not a strap on. <laughs> it's turn, a manual. You turn it to a human normal. <laughs> Damn. Yes. <laughs> so let's get to uh, the other uh, negatives. Um, Nintendo, the virtual reality software, other than the games and the videos, is it. That's all you got. You could buy the bigger set for like seventy or eighty dollars, I think, and you can do like. It's got an elephant trunk game. It's got a it's got some other like a shooter game. Like it turns it into a gun, virtual out, or you got like a virtual reality kind of gun thing that's attached to it. It's weird. Um, my problem with that is that they just don't look very interesting. It doesn't look like it's worth seventy dollars, mm-hmm. and you have to hold it up to your head the whole time. That's just Which crazy. I think Nintendo did that because they really like when you're playing it. It really pushes the take a break, take a break, take a break. So they really want to encourage you to take a break. So if you're holding this thing up to your head, you're gonna to have to take a break. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'd be like, I'd be like two minutes into this thing, man. Fuck that. I, <laughs> yeah, I need a break already. It's break, it's break like, time. <laughs> break time, please. So yeah, I think Nintendo was trying to be clever that way. I think somebody will come up with a way to put a strap on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. That's what she said. Somebody will figure out a way to put a strap on it. <laughs> oh my god! You know, 
<clears throat> so <laughs> then the other okay the main reason I bought it because I mentioned earlier they updated Breath of the Wild they updated Super Mario Odyssey with some virtual reality modes you can actually put the system in go like to Breath of the Wild for instance I tried it out you go to VR mode and then it, you pop it into the cardboard and it doesn't really do that much great stuff you just get to i mean it, you do look when you look around it does put you at different camera angles on link you mm-hmm. can see them and you can move them around with your joysticks and stuff yeah it's okay it doesn't really uh, it's not very immersive like vr should be right and it makes the game look uglier because it's very pixely it's choppy looking hmm so it's does because the head. I mean, let's, let's face it: the VR headset that you get costs forty dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not that well made. It's not that fancy. It's not the best lenses. It's not, you know, it doesn't give you the best experience in VR. It's not pretty. Yeah. Like with my Oculus Rift, the stuff looks amazing. It gets HD. It's clear. Mm-hmm. On the Labo VR, it's not. It's not that. It's, well, I mean, even even PlayStation VR. I mean, yeah, PlayStation from, VR is really nice. From what I saw, what we you know recorded uh, one time when we got together with everything. I mean, uh, PlayStation VR was fantastic compared to what it sounds like this was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is too, but, and give Nintendo a little bit of leeway here is the Switch is not powerful enough to run VR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. HD, right? That kind of stuff. It's not that powerful. So what they've done is they've just come up with a clever way to incorporate it, and I think they also see what kind of interest they would have in it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. A, you know, Nintendo will throw stuff out just to see. Of That's course. what they right. do. Well, I mean, look at the Power Glove for God's sake. Oh, dude, that was an awesome thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person that's ever said that. <laughs> how, about, how about no? How about no? <laughs> yeah, the power glove, no. Um, <laughs> so Nintendo's, you know, I give them props there. They, they're they just trying it. And then the, like the, the Breath of the Wild, just play it regular. It's not, I wouldn't buy it for $40 again. Because that's the only reason I bought it in the first place, to try that out. Right. I just wanted to see what it would be like. As a matter of fact, I'm actually going to take my Labo VR set and give it to uh, probably my friend's kids or I might bring it to you guys, uh, Zach, and let you play with it. Whatever. It's just one of those things I'll give away. Oh, wow. Because it's not something I plan on keeping because it's not really worth it. Hmm. It's not really <laughs> worth $40. Right. Well, don't they have the a updated. bigger, don't they have a bigger kit for like 70 Yes, I did talk about that. If you were listening, well, I'm talking about earlier. You should talk about it more. Like what comes in that seventy dollars set? Yeah, it's like a elephant. I'll pull it up. Hold on. I will pull it up. It has. Hmm. Does it have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads? I just want no, to have. But a that would be there. awesome. <laughs> Let's see what the Wikipedia says. VR. It's called, okay, you can buy the uh, main kit, what they call it. It has five items which attach to the goggles. 
It's a blaster, like I mentioned, a camera, a bird, <laughs> a bird, an elephant, and a space viewer. The bird, 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 bird is a word. So those are things you can do. You can use it as a gun. It's like a virtuality gun game. <clears throat> a camera, all it does is you get to like take pictures of things, uh, like on this little software deal. I've seen previews of it. A bird, I don't know what it does. An elephant, you get to pretend like you're an elephant. And it's like a game. Wow. And a space viewer, which uh, is kind of like, what are those? Uh, Was that like a Viewmaster? Viewmaster, yep. It's exactly like that. Oh my. And you wow. get to look space. So. Yeah. It's got some other things. It's got some other things. And you also can do whatever you want to with it. Like we'll say the bird, you're just you're just basically flying around like a bird. That's what it does. Jenny. Right. Jenny. So and the blaster's kinda like where think of the the scope, that big scope thing they have for Super Nintendo. Super Scope Six. Super Scope, yeah. Six. Oh nice. Because it came Think about six it games. like that. And the but the thing is the cool thing about Labo is if you're buying it for kids, it is good for, you know, they'll have fun building the actual cardboard things, folding it and putting it together. It actually is fun. That it, Kids will like that. Yeah, my kids would try building it for like, I don't know, maybe five minutes, and then they'd be <laughs> like, no, nah, screw that, man, I'm done. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm talking like six or seven-year-olds or eight-year-olds. Your kids are like over ten. They're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna be interested in that. Like Zach, uh, Zach, your youngest would like it. You know. No, she wouldn't. She would. No. <laughs> when she gets older, she's not old enough. She yet. she likes things that are more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say this. I would say if you have kids that are like six to ten, get it. Get them one of these. And they're not you. into other things that are better. Get them one of these. If they got a switch, get them one of these. Trust me, they'll play with it. Um, but that uh, is unless they're weird, your kids will play with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're that an adult, <coughs> which most of us are listening to this podcast, we're adults. Now you don't be you're probably not going. You're not going to want to get one of them for yourself. That's what I'll say. I won't buy any more of them. But I don't. I'm glad I tried it out just to see what Nintendo was doing I'm and those know. weird. Those weird freaky videos. Th- oh my god! I think I would be interested in the one where you can make a piano, the Labo. You can make a piano thing. Pretty yeah, cool. I mean they got the regular one. You can still buy that too. I think it's the VR. Six I would seven. But the VR kit, I was a little disappointed in it myself, especially with them promising the Breath of the Wild update for it, and it just turned out to be just okay. Super trash. And it's, it's more fun just playing the game. It's more beautiful. It just they turn. Those graphics are terrible on the VR. Por, mm. uh, Porsche portion of the game now. Um. So that's my recommendation. That's what I have experienced with Nintendo Labo VR kits. Um, Scott, Zach, what else y'all have to add? Um. Not really anything to that because I, nope. I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, the Labo, the whole thing. Like I said, I would only play the one that it's just where you can make a piano. Um, but yeah, I'm sure somebody would enjoy it at some point. 
Yeah. Scott? Um, Gold member. Dr. <laughs> Evil said it. Dr. Evil said it best. He said, how about no? <laughs> how about no? How about Scotty don't? Scotty don't. How about S- no? Scotty don't buy it. That's what you should say. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, well, that'll take us out of this segment uh, for the current day game. We're going to head into the future game. The future. And Zach will be talking about Star Wars Jedi Ice Cream Maker Simulator or something like that. That's what I like. I like ice cream chocolate, please. (laughs) It's actually called what? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's what we'll be talking about. We're going to be talking about the Fallen Jedi Order. And this next thing will be a promotion for something. I don't know what. We'll find out. Yay. And we'll see you after that. And, um, yeah. Gold member, you want to take us out? I love gold. Oh, no. Hello, HBG listeners. This is Chris, and I'm here to briefly tell you about some places you can find our podcast that you may not have thought of. Now, of course, you're listening to us right now on your favorite provider, but if you want to change providers, I want you to know where you can find us. So, first off, you can find us at HortonBrothersGrim.com, which will take you straight to our Podbean webpage. That'll update our episodes as soon as they're released, so check that out. Save it on your bookmarks and all that good stuff so you can listen to it on your desktop. That would be great. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and most other places you can find a podcast. Usually, you can download a, one of those apps that lets you search for podcasts everywhere, and you'll find us there. It's Horton Brothers Grimm. So make sure you're listening to us in your favorite place so you can access us anywhere and with ease. All right, and I also want to encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, where you can find past episodes of all of our podcasts and special videos of us three knuckleheads playing some games together, having a good time. Or you can also see us do some solo live streams. So please go and subscribe and click that notification bell so you'll be notified when Horton Brothers Grimm's live on our YouTube channel. And I just want to encourage you to check out one of the videos there because it's my favorite. It is a speed run race between Zach and Zach. If you remember, our stepbrother Zach joined us for an episode 7 of season 1. He will be joining us again soon, so we'll see you soon, Zach. And then, of course, Zach from Horton Brothers Grimm, they race in Mega Man X, and it is so fun. They see who can make it the furthest in one hour. So check that video out. It's really fun. I'll link it right down in the description of this podcast. So please click it, give it a like, give it a watch. I think you'll enjoy All right, well, that's all from me for now. I'll quit rambling, and we're going to get back to our existential nonsense. Do it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Um, Zach what? has prepared a segment, but first he did go and get his hemorrhoid pillow to sit down on. So it's not a hemorrhoid pillow. It's for my He's hips. relaxed. I've he been relaxed. sitting in this chair for a while. I was watching uh, Money in the Bank wrestling earlier. His hemorrhoid can breathe now. I don't have a hemorrhoid. And if I did, it hemorrhoid. would be talking to me in this podcast. His name's Chris. Mm. I have a hemorrhoid. Uh, hemorrhoids can't Chris. talk. They're full of blood. Uh, yeah, you got plenty of blood in you. 
So Zach, what'd you like to talk about Star Wars? Sure. Fallen Jedi, what's it called? It's called Star Wars <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. And Attack of the Hemorrhoids. Attack of the Hemorrhoids. Um Revenge of the Sith Four. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll start out by saying this this game is based right after episode 3 of the movies so that was order 66 that was carried out to kill all the Jedi and stuff yes mm-hmm. um, you play a character that has survived this, of course. His name is apparently where I can't find it now. I wrote this down. <laughs> <laughs> His name is somewhere out there. Yeah, fuck this guy. I mean, it's like literally not in here. I wrote it down earlier. Yeah, I don't say it in your notes at all. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. I don't know. It's like Kaiser just, or some shit. But anyway, you play name him Je- Hemorrhoid. Yeah, we'll name a him Jedi Hemorrhoid. Pad- a Padawan. Eh? Yes, he is a Padawan. And he's basically... Um, trying to you know keep from being detected, he has to go into like some old cities to try to build up the Jedi Order again. So, of course, um, if anybody has kept up with the movies, you know what's what's the very first movie that came out back in the day? That was Episode Four, A New Hope. That's correct. So he basically is building up to a New Hope type thing. It doesn't go. It doesn't say that in what I've read and what I've watched. But of course, between episode three and episode four, something had to happen. Um, mm-hmm. and that's where the hope would come from, and that would be rebuilding the order. So I will say that respawn is making this game. Now, don't go thinking Titanfall people. It's a whole other group of people. That work for Respawn is like new people. But the guy that directed God of War 3, I think, is going to be, you know, of course, directing this game. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So at the same time, you think, oh, no, you know, it's not the Titanfall people making the game, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be good. I, I will guarantee that this will have um, a place in my repertoire of games and hopefully it doesn't get like outsourced to epic games because uh, i'd love to buy it on origin yeah it's uh on pre-order on origin right now okay so there we go so there's confirmation that we're going to get be able to get it through origin at least um I, you know a lot of people were pissed off about another game that's coming out uh soon about it being uh, Epic Games locked for a little while, but that's another day. Yeah, it's happening a lot with a lot of games now. Right, yep. of course. <laughs> so, basically, it's third person. Um, it's narratively driven. Um, I, what it was described as linear open world, I'm like, okay, <laughs> that makes no fucking sense, but okay, I'll go with it. Um, I'm guessing you have you can make choices to do certain things would be what I would guess that means. Hmm. So I guess so we, are we thinking 
What? Are we thinking it's going to be similar to the style of like I don't know what is it Knights of the Old Republic? Mm-hmm. Or Knights of the Old Republic was different. Now the original Knights of the Old Republic wasn't was it? Oh, was it a? I don't know. The only one I've ever seen was an MMO. Was there another game that wasn't an MMO? Yeah, there was there. There were two games before they came out with the MMO. The MMO is called The Old Republic. Oh, The first gotcha, two okay. games are Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2. So I would say, were those third person? They were third person. There was a little bit of RPG type gameplay. Then I'm going to say they're probably not because this is going to be action. Okay, okay. Um, this is going to be action with force moves. Uh, so like force pushing, different stuff like that's going to be in it. Oh, nice! Of course, you will be developing that system yourself, um, in some type of way. I haven't seen. I look for gameplay and couldn't find any. Um, so if anybody sees any gameplay, when you know, shoot us a, a little link in the uh, comment section would be great. Cause yeah, I I'd like find, to see that. That'd I couldn't be... find a thing. Um, this game has been in development so far for five years. So we're hoping for a good game here, not a rushed game. Right. Uh, so far they are talking about, you know, it's it, of course it's single player. Um, no multiplayer mode even talked about, so that's good. Uh, so right. microtransactions are going to be, like I was telling you earlier, going to be, you know, to a minimum, probably cosmetic stuff. I know if you hmm. pre-order, you can um, have like different things you can put on your lightsaber or whatever. Sweet. So, I'm hoping there will be some pretty badass lightsaber uh, fights and stuff like that. Because that's what I really liked in Star Wars, personally. Um, mm-hmm. There was this arcade game that we used to play in the movie theater. I think you, I hope you remember it. But uh, you could fly, you know, fighting TIE fighters and things like that. Uh, you did right. you used it to fight Darth Vader um, with lightsabers. Yeah, I remember that. It that was, was great. It was pretty cool. Um, I think I beat every mode of that. It was pretty crazy. You even had to do the part where you were in the uh, snow speeders and uh, what was the big AT-ATs? Yep. You, you wrapped yep. their legs with the cables to knock them down. It's pretty crazy. Yep. And it was all like first person uh, perspective in that arcade game too. So maybe one day they'll be able to do that again, but put it out in uh, newer graphics and stuff like that. That would be what I'd like to see out of a new Star Wars game. But as of right now, we're getting this, which hopefully will tide me over until there is a first-person game eventually before I die sometime, hopefully. <laughs> so you can pre-order this, get the deluxe edition, get you some uh, cosmetic stuff, um, some other uh, I think it's behind-the-scenes features. Uh, probably how they made the game crap like that. If you can, you get a hemorrhoid pillow. Only if it would smother the hemorrhoid. Um, <laughs> named Chris. <laughs> just just to put this out there, I do not have a hemorrhoid. <laughs> I will hopefully never have to deal with that. Um, that's just wishful thinking, I'm sure. Because once you get old, you start having everything go wrong, right? So, who knows? Hemorrhoids. This guy. Are what's causing society's problems. <laughs> I guess so. All right, so. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
You're killing me, man. Got to sit on these red pillars. I tell you what, these red pillars. <laughs> so in the game, you're going to have here a little... Made in China, these red pillars. Oh, my God. Red China. Like, it, like that China stuff. Something wrong with you. Don't be <laughs> buying that China stuff. So as talked about as far as different <laughs> scenes or different areas or unique biomes, uh, you got ancient forests. With swept rock faces, haunted jungles. Um, so hopefully there's more than just three. Um, but they're supposed to, you know, try to help you decide when and where to go next. Uh, you actually get, the, you're supposed to have that freedom. So that I'm guessing that's another part of the open world, linear open world type thing. Sweet. Um, some of the four stuff you will, uh, you can actually use to change the way you um, explore certain areas. So let's say you go to another area and you upgrade your force stuff. You can go back to where you've already explored and use those forces to help you get to different areas. Oh, nice. So replayability there. And I'm pretty sure there's, you know how games are these days. They'll put out a main story. Uh, but then they'll have like downloadable content later on, which right. most likely is going to be the case uh, with any game that you know was affiliated with Star Wars or Disney. You know, for sure. Right. Well, Disney's and getting respawn, a cut somewhere. Respawn when they, you know, like I know it's not the same development team from Respawn, but it is. I'm assuming probably going to be the same kind, same publishing company. I mean, when the when they did uh, the two Titanfall games, they had, you know, there were I think the first Titanfall had three or four DLCs, and then the second one maybe had yeah. two or three. Yeah. So you know, there was that's you know that's something. So I'm going to say of, that EA is probably going to be the publisher, and then uh, Respawn right. will be the developer. But and, you know, of well, course, they probably have some other people. You know, they probably have Lucas Films. You know, because it has to, because mm-hmm. you know Disney yeah. owns all that. Um, right. I'm not sure if they'll put a Disney logo on it, but they usually do. Let's see now. Five years. You said this has been a development. Yeah. Now, wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been started before Disney took over? I don't know. Um, or maybe about the same time. I don't know possibly. when Disney took over. Let's check that out. That's that. That's something to look up. When? Because Disney, did. since Disney took over, there's been. How many movies? Three or four? Yeah. It's been the two main Star Wars titles, and then Rogue One and Solo. So four. And then they've got a fifth one that's coming out sometime. 2012. So seven years. Okay. So yeah. Walt Disney Company signing a distribution deal with Lucasfilm officially began in 2011, May 2011. Okay, so eight years. Yeah, so this has had plenty of time to be developed with Disney pulling the strings. Right. And, uh, I mean, Disney does put out some good movies. One thing I don't like what they do is they kind of conform to all the political PC garbage um, that goes on. So I wish they would stop doing that kind of shit, but... You know, they're just trying to get more money out of everybody because, you know, if there's not a 
you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, they got to play to their on. audience. Yeah, you know? there's not a certain thing going on. Certain people uh, won't buy the product, listen to the product, look the product. They'll boycott it. I'm like, really? It's publicity. Yeah. Um, any publicity is good publicity, even if it's negative. Because people are going to be like, like when people tell me there's a fucking awful game out there, I will go find that game and I will play it. Just to see yeah, if just it's to, bad. Just to see how bad, yeah. <laughs> now, there are certain things you don't do when somebody says it's bad. Like somebody is like, here, smell this. No, I'm I'm out of that. <laughs> how about no? But at the same <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, I like games and there's certain games that I like that you two don't even like. So at the same time, if you don't like something, I may like it. Now I will say this Labo will never be in my house. <laughs> so that's one thing I do not like and I probably will never deal with except for maybe that piano you know what I'm saying because that's cool it's musical and I, right. I actually have been enjoying making music on um, my like iPhone my iPad and stuff like that through GarageBand and uh, you know a lot of people even like enjoy, you know enjoy listening to this stuff I make of course I don't have any words to the songs but you know the beats are cool the beats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might have already heard it no. in this episode. Oh, yeah, it's possible, too. Who knows? Could happen. Right. It's very possible. I mean, I probably will. I mean, why wouldn't I? That'd be kind of mean not to put it in. Right. Okay, so we never accused them of being nice to anybody. So I just want y'all to know that, too. Well, I'm a nice person. I'm always nice to guys who have hemorrhoids. I feel bad for them. Well, <laughs> then I guess he's going to be mean to me for a while because I don't have them. Oh, no. <laughs> this guy's killing me. <laughs> so uh, what else we got on the Star Wars game? I have absolutely nothing else because that's all you could find. And um, if anybody knows anything else, please comment below. Um, maybe we can do a revisit after it gets released. It does release November of 2019 is what the date is set for. Now, if Doom Eternal comes out around that time, you can forget about me playing Star Wars game. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but if as, as if, long as it's not December 31st, are we okay, right? Those motherfuckers. Okay, <laughs> listen. Stop putting placeholders for games. It's not gonna. That's gonna be two fucking years out. Okay, put it on there as like fucking not announced. Okay, that's the easiest way to put it. Don't put a placeholder Amazon. Don't put a placeholder game. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Okay, nobody so else I knew, I, puts I, in placeholders. I knew that'd get him fired up. <laughs> These fucking guys. <laughs> but anyways. That's all I got to say about that. Well, may the force be with us on the next episode. So hopefully that hemorrhoid will clear up for you, bro. I don't think it will. So because you keep talking. Scott, tell us where you can find you on social media. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Hmm. You can find me on the YouTubes at the games of death. And I am also on Twitter at Death Dealer Three, and uh, my Xbox Xbox Live screen name is Death Dealer Three. That's not social media. Yes, it is. That's cool. If you want to be his friend it's, on the Xbox, it's a bit nuts. And also, also at some point, I will have access to the PlayStation Network, and I'll be just plain old Death Dealer on there. Mm. You Just get a, a PlayStation? plain old death dealer. 
You got a PlayStation? PS4. Where, where the fuck did you get this? A uh, friend of mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, you told Never us s- about this. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Hey, shut up. <laughs> um, you know, forgetfulness you know. is a sign of intelligence, right, guys? That's what they say. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I forget all I'm kinds glad of you shit. Feel that way. I'm smarter than both of you. How about so, no? How about yes? <laughs> so, Zach, where can everybody send you a get well note for, for your hemorrhoids on social media? Send that to, um, what's your name? Oh, Bang Bang Potato. Um, <laughs> because that is the hemorrhoid. Uh, if you can take care of that. He even has like a little uh, icon with his hemorrhoid with hands. And a game controller. Just saying. But you can find I, me on YouTube at Genova Destro. Please come on by. I have been live streaming. And I have to say, nobody's been around to talk to me. But I just talk to myself like a crazy person, which is fine. On Twitter, it's at Genova Destro. It has not changed. And also on Twitch, Genova Destro. I'll be the guy that's uh, named Genova Destro. Because nobody else has that name. I'm certain of it. Genova Destro is unique. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Well, as Zach mentioned, you can check me out at Bang Bang Potato on YouTube. Also on Instagram, it's the same name. Uh, if you want to check me out on Twitter, it's Bang Bang Potato 1. Because if you're listening to this guy who hasn't used your Twitter account in six years, Get on there and change your name where I can be just Bang Bang Potato. Okay? <laughs> All right. But also, you can check out our Instagram account for this podcast. It's Horton Grimm. Instagram.com slash Horton Grimm. Look us up there. Follow us. There will be lots more stuff coming out on that uh, as we get more podcasts put out, things of that nature. And you can also check out our website, Horton Brothers Grimm. Dot com. That'll take you straight to our podcast. Dot com. What site? It's a bit nutty. (laughs) It's a bit nutty. Pretty cool website. Pretty cool. So, yo, check us out, guys. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating on iTunes if you can. And leave a comment saying something nice. Or, you know, wishing Zach well in his hemorrhoid battle. That would be wonderful. I don't know. It smells like somebody took a shite in a pain tree. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> well, Scott's the shit p- uh, builder. I don't know. That's Scott. He's you keep that. You keep your money and your mojo. And I'll take your baby. Get in my belly. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this is the part of the show where Scott sings you the Chili's theme song. <laughs> and we also will say goodbye. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, yes, really this has been it. fun. <clears throat> um, and we will say bye right now. Laters. Holla. Peace.